Welcome to another episode of What's the Friend One One. What's the Friend One One? 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 Joining me in conversation for this episode is somebody who I believe I was destined to meet. In fact, our connection precedes our friendship and goes way back, long before we were a twinkle in our parents' eyes. It was obvious that on meeting for the first time, we'd already feel like old friends. Our shared experiences of growing up in a dual culture and love for 90s R&B really cemented our friendship. She's the friend that opened my eyes to how you can thrive cross-continentally, yet stay true to who you are at the same time. Therapeutic banter, laughter, and a sprinkle of healthy debating are the active ingredients that go into our friendship. Let's welcome my friend and sister by fate, Jojo. Hello, Jojo. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for coming on What's the Friend One One and um, willing your willingness to be part um, of this episode. So really grateful for your time. I appreciate it. Um, oh, thank, thanks for asking me. Yeah, no, I and don't I think, I really I think you, forgot, you. you forgot to mention the shared cheesecake passion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Don't worry. Okay, good. As long as the food is in there. The food know. is always in there. Don't worry. That's coming. <laughs> So just very quickly, how's your week been so far? It's been quite hectic. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that we're on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> anyway. it's, yeah, it's nice to be. A, it's it's nice that there's kind of a good day of rest coming up tomorrow. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Just to kind of get It's good. How was your week? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. A bit busy as well. Um, oh. We're kind of in lockdown part three here and just, just coming out of it very soon. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Very hopefully. Good, thank you. Um, what do you say? I said hopefully coming yeah, out of yeah, it very hopefully. soon. Bye. <laughs> So we're going to have a conversation about friendship. Um, I'm going to throw some questions out there for us to explore. But before we do that, let's provide just a little background on our friendship. So can you remember Mm -hmm. when and where we met for the first time? Yes. So we met at the church fellowship and um, some, I think somebody said to me, oh, there's a, there's another Gambian at the church. And I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I probably know them because, you know, Gambians, we all know each other. Yeah. And then uh, he popped up and I was like, oh, I actually, I don't know her. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, she's Gambian. <laughs> Let's have a... And then we found out that we both had the same surname. So yeah. we ended up being like, oh, okay, but why don't we know each other? Yeah, How did yeah, that not happen? Yeah. And, yeah. We ended up having quite a funny conversation about uh, how small Gambia was, and yeah. just instantly, like you said, yeah. instantly sparked off like a lot of familiar territory and conversation style, and yeah. even the sense of humor, yeah. Yeah. like that that crazy sense of humor that all all the people who have our surname seem to somehow <laughs> have. I'm not sure. So, so, certain, quirks, certain quirks that's yeah. associated with uh, our surname, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So that's just, yeah. And then, of course, I went back to my sisters. They were like, do you know this person? And they were like, oh, I'm not sure. No, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I, spoke, I spoke to my dad. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was just like, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. And I, and do you remember when we actually, I remember with the first the first time we actually encountered each other at church, because mm. um, like you said, you know, we were, we were new to the location and new to the church. And, and um, as we came in for the very first time, um, we had to sign in, sign our names yeah. at the door. And, um, and there was somebody on the welcome team, you know, very well, and who said, oh, you know, oh, I know somebody with that surname. And I thought, oh, okay. Didn't think much of it. I said, oh, yeah, I might introduce mm. you. So I said, okay. Mm. But you weren't there for that for that day. But um, Yeah, that's I, right. Yeah, I think it took about two or three weeks before we we sort of crossed paths. And mm-hmm. I just remember one one day, one one Sunday um, during the service, um, we were asked to say hi to and just meet and greet the people sitting sort of next to us um mm-hmm. or nearest to us and um and I went around saying hello to to a few people and then suddenly we just sort of found found ourselves standing together face to face and I said oh hi I'm Amy you said oh hi I'm George I was like oh you're George 
much. I'll give you a huge <laughs> hug. Do you remember? Oh, poor girl, she didn't know what hit her. You had no idea who I was. And uh, But I think you're so gracious to me because I don't think you kind of knew what to make of it. No, it's like I said, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those quirks that everybody in our surname tends to have. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, yeah, that's, that's. Once you find out what the surname is, you're like, I it's like, yeah, okay, understand. yeah. But it's just like you, <laughs> you hadn't heard of me. It's a family thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But you hadn't heard of me, but I heard your name a few, and I thought, oh, you're George. Um, yeah, so thanks for being so gracious because you would have thought, what, you didn't know quite, you didn't quite know what hit you at that time. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I like hugs anyway, so yeah. it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially well, when you're so far away from home. Yeah, that's true. Well, I just felt, I don't know, it's funny, it just felt this instant. I mean, when I looked at you, I, I knew I didn't know you, but there yeah. was just something really familiar about you. I, I couldn't quite exactly. place. I couldn't quite put my <laughs> finger on, but it's just like she feels so familiar. <laughs> um, okay. It was God. It was God. It really was. It was fate. Yeah, that's why I say my sister by fate, because mm-hmm. it was. Um, all right. At this point, I'm, I, I want to... Um, highlight so I'm going to highlight the the actual length of time we've known one another um Mm -hmm. and so for me I don't know what it feels like for you but for me it feels like we go way back but in fact we actually have only known each other for about five and a half years and that's all but it's it's really strange if because of our family histories you know it feels like we go way back um and so I'm going to um, here are some random facts to sort of further highlight the significance of how long we've known each other okay yeah so just for good measure (laughs) (laughs) so um to do that I'm going to kind of round it up to six years so we've got kind of a nice round figure Okay, so um, so six years is about as long as um, World War Two lasted. Um, oh wow! Yeah, from 1939 to 14, 1945. Um, so, in other words, a whole global war took place in the space of time that we we've known one another. <laughs> um, Adele's record-breaking album Twenty Five is six years old. Oh, that was a good album. Yeah, released back in 2015. Mm -hmm. And the hit TV show or TV drama Empire, which debuted in 2015, is also six years old. Do you watch, did you watch Empire? I watched the first couple of seasons, I think. And then it started, you know, a lot of these series, they start getting a bit ridiculous when they get into season three. So I can switch off. But the first couple of seasons was really good. good. Yeah, I kind of Mm. missed the whole thing, really. Well, there you have it. That's that's that. All right. So I'm going to start by asking you the first question, which I ask everybody, which Mm -hmm. is, what is your definition of friendship? Or how would you define friendship? So I've been thinking about this sort of since you talked to me about it. And funnily enough, the day that um, you sent me the message, a friend, my friend and I were discussing about friendship and how, you know, we really sort of had a marathon analytical session about it. And <laughs> I'm talking four, four hours of conversation wow. about this topic. So um, I had prepared like a really well thought out response and now I can't remember it. So I'm just going to wing it. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, I think um, friendship is quite varied. So I see it as something that changes depending on the person, depending on the situation. Um, It's almost, it's almost like a, like, like the ocean, you can have shallow bits, you can have deep bits you can have bits that kind of come in with the tide and then fade off you can have bits that are the north and it's cold and you can have bits that are warm water you know depending on the stage of life etc season yeah in a season but for me it's it's something that's constant it's always Mm -hmm. there but at the same time it's incredibly fluid yeah um so there's some friendships that is like deep blue ocean friendships you don't always see you don't always talk yeah. But you still have this connection that cannot be broken or removed or anything. And yes. then you have the ones yeah. that kind of like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. One tide, one season. All yeah. right. Yeah. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> and yeah, there's, you know, some some rough ones, some storms, some yeah. um, hurricanes, some devastations. Yeah. Um, but still, it's a source. It's also a source of a source of life, a source yeah. of 
replenishment. Um, yeah. yeah. So off the top of my head, yeah. that's, that's yeah, it's like, some for me, that's analogies. like the ocean. Mm. Yeah, lovely analogies there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry, I love that. I so basically, you're saying it's a dynamic. It's dynamic. You know, mm. um, friendships are dynamic, and they kind of move and shift with the with the seasons. And yeah, yeah, because life life is always changing. So I I like what you said about it always being constant, regardless of what the weather's doing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so there. Yeah. And um, I think it's also born of some sort of moved in different circles quite a lot and yeah. I've always found myself um almost on the edge of every circle that I've moved in so yeah. you end up having very different relationships with everybody within that circle you have some way it's it's kind of fleeting yeah. and then you have some where it's really it's a sisterhood it's a family and then yeah. you have some you know some that are kind of a weird in between yes um, yeah so yeah yeah, uh, I've, I've learned with time to yeah. kind of just go with it. <laughs> yeah, they take on their own identities, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. they do, which is good. I mean, I wouldn't add to that definition at all. I think that was lovely. It was a beautiful analogy. I think what I love is is um is it's just the fact also it's an it's a lovely space where I feel that um first of all I can I can be accepted for 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 being mm. me, for you know, being accepted for being myself and comfortable being myself but also um I like I like it being a space where I can make mistakes and get things wrong sometimes sometimes yeah. say the odd risque thing and and no I'm not going to be judged so harshly as mm-hmm. well um and like you said that that constant is what I would regard as the, the unconditional love regardless mm-hmm. of what life does to change you or transform you and yeah. um yeah, and hopefully if the friendship is strong enough, it should withstand the dynamics <laughs> or the sort of yeah. Yeah, the movement and the ebbing and flowing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah. Um I definitely have what I what I call sort of the three or four categories of friendships. Yeah. So like I said, there's the one where these are they're not they're more than friends, they're like sisters. Yes. Yeah. So it's almost, you know, you 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 know them so well, you've had such shared experiences with them. Yeah. You're, you know, they can call up your family members. Yeah. They can yeah. You know, that, there's that kind of a connection. And then there's some that you meet along the way and you have an instant spark. You might not have the shared experiences, yeah. but you do build up a friendship based on common interests. Yeah. Um it's a different kind of dynamic, but mm-hmm. it's still it's still um, there's still some safety to it yeah and then there's I feel that there's also people who you're friends with it might not necessarily be safe yeah but they need you in that moment maybe yeah. they're going through something and God has just placed you there yeah. to kind yeah. of be be that friend that they need in that yes. moment and yeah. those are probably the toughest ones because you don't necessarily get anything back yeah but you might also have that same situation with somebody else where they're that they're there just for you to lean on or to draw on in that moment and you might not be able to give much back to them but they're there for that tide so there's sort of of angel angel friends in a way yeah (laughs) i don't know that's a good better word maybe angel friends you get yeah where there's where you don't go deeper but they're just but they're they're placed there to serve a purpose. There's a, yeah, yeah. There's a purpose to it, and yeah. then there's you know the lighter ones where you know the kind of acquaintanceship. Yeah, yeah, but term, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good good banter when you see each other, yes. and when you don't yeah. see each other, it's like okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, lovely. All right. So on that on that um, basis, can you describe a friendship that embodies your definition? Uh, if it, so let's maybe let's stick to the sister friendship type yeah. of category yeah um I have probably five sister friends that I would say and we all some some like one of them is a, as a cousin she's a family member we've known each other our entire lives yeah and um you know, she's godmother to my daughter. I'm godmother to her 
to her daughters. She, yeah. I was bridesmaid at her wedding. She couldn't be bridesmaid at mine um, just because of the, the time issue. But we've, we've had a friendship. We fight incredibly hard. <laughs> and, you know, we cuss each other out all the time when the other one is acting stupid. But, you know, you, you have that kind of, you have such a long history. And also, I think because it's also a cousin, you can yeah. get away with some of the, yeah. like, yeah. I know you don't really mean it. And yeah. I know you can't eject me from your life. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the ultimate safe space for, like, boxing ring yeah. <laughs> kind of friendship. Flexing some muscles. and <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've gone through, you know, we've gone through phases where we haven't spoken. Not, not in a, we haven't, we had an argument and we hadn't spoken. We just, like, happened yeah and you don't speak and then we've gone through phases where we speak every day so for example right now we're in a phase where we're talking every day almost yeah um and for me it's uh, it's that surety this is somebody who i know will tell me the truth and will not sugarcoat it yes at so all. straight straight talking yeah straight mm-hmm. talking it's like you know I probably shouldn't use any sort of, this is a family show, so I should be careful with my language. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it's just, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a brutal honesty about our friendship. Um, And then I have other sister friends who, for example, um, we met at school Mm. and situations put us together. We have absolutely nothing in common personality wise. But we just connected somehow. And yeah. so we've, you know, we've been friends consistently and very close since then. Yeah. And it's we don't always have to talk, but we also know the role that we play in each other's lives. Yeah. So in our in our dynamic, um, I'm the objective one. So she needs an objective opinion. Yeah. Then she'll come to me. And if I need a subjective opinion, then I'll go to her. Yeah. Or if I need, you know, if I just need somebody to just be on my side and not really tell me anything, yeah. just be like ride or die. And I'm like, okay, I need to call this person. Yeah. And they'll yeah. they'll be just they'll just boost me up. Yes. Whereas yeah. she she doesn't call me for the boost. She knows this is not the person. To, yes. <laughs> this yeah. is the wrong person for boosting. Yeah. But if she needs somebody to kind of give her a different perspective or try to explain something from a different angle, then yeah. I'm the one that she calls. So we understand each other's strengths and we really yeah. respect our differences. Yeah, that's um, good. And then I have another friend who I can, another sister friend who I can call and not need to say anything. Yeah. And she can articulate how I feel. Wow. So I'll just be like, oh, this happened. And she was like, I'm sure you were feeling that, 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 that. Yeah. And she's so she can always right. Instantly. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, how do you do that? That's slightly scary because I haven't, you haven't, said <laughs> I haven't actually yet. figured out <laughs> how I feel about this situation <laughs> yet. And um, <laughs> she's uh, she's able to, to bring that up. So that's just, I don't want to go in too much because I have probably um I have one more person who's you know she's she and I are the most similar in terms of all of these friendships, sister yeah. friendships that I'm talking about. We have the most similar background, like family backgrounds. Yeah. We have the most similar um relationships between us and our parents or us and our siblings, mm. the type of environment that we grew up in. Yeah. Um, we probably spent, out of, out of this group, we've probably spent the most time together and we still probably spend the most time together. But she's the one that our friendship has really been tested yeah. and we've managed to come out of it yeah. um, as a lot stronger on the other end. But it really took some work and it really took a lot of um love on both of our on both ends Mm. to get to that to get to this point where we're like okay we're back in a place that was better than where we were before and we've got a lot more appreciation and understanding of each other yeah so for me those five kind of sister friends define the sister friend in my head which is the, the sister friend that accepts you for who you are yeah um even if they don't agree with your decision making or they don't agree with, you know, whatever it is, yeah. but they still unconditionally love you and are able to tell you, I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think you didn't do this right. I think you should have done it differently. But 
I'm still here for you. I'm your ride or die, no matter what the situation is. Yeah. So that that for me, it's the uh, it's important to for me. It's personally, it's very important for me to have people around me that don't agree with me. Yeah. I think it's a maybe it's an upbringing thing, but I just I feel uncomfortable when everybody around me is saying the same thing. Yeah. Like okay, somebody needs to because I can't. <laughs> I can't be right all the yeah. time. <laughs> Somebody no, it's good. Needs I, to I provide, think, I think, provide that balance. Yeah, health, healthy conflict is kind mm-hmm. of good. Yeah, kind of good conflict I'm talking about, not, yeah. not unhealthy conflicts. But yeah, wow. Yeah, so, those friendships definitely kind of are a reflection of of how you, you've defined friendship. So mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. So, okay, moving on to the next question. How would you compare your childhood and adulthood friendships? Um, very differently. Yeah. Very differently. Um, I think, so childhood-wise, um, I had a rough time with friendships as a child. Mm. So I didn't hold on to them too tightly. Yeah. I kind of took a step back and just let people gravitate like if you're gravitating towards me then that's fine but Mm. I didn't really put myself out there to try to make good friends or um I had a a few bad experiences so that kind of cut me off um I also was I wasn't as supportive as I could have been Mm. I wouldn't say it's not really childhood it's sort of maybe young adult years, yeah. I used to kind of, again, maybe it's a self-protection thing, but I felt like, okay, you know, you made a decision, that's your decision, you know, these are the consequences and it is what it is. Yeah. Whereas now I can look back and say, actually that person could have done with some of my empathy. Mm. I could have articulated it. I should have artic- articulated the empathy yeah. to say kind of, I do understand the pain but I didn't used to, I didn't used to feel that um, it was necessary. Yeah. I, I thought in some senses, I thought it was obvious, yeah. but looking back, um, I realized it was just a self self defense mechanism. And maybe, maybe it was hard for you to kind of move into the intimacy aspect yeah. of, of friendship as well. The closeness, because yeah. yeah, you can have banter and, and um, connection, but, yeah. Actually, when it comes to the intimacy side, I know I think yeah. I struggled with that a little bit in my childhood. It is quite, well. yeah, it's quite tricky. Um, yeah. And again, because I had bad experiences, mm. um, there I was a very good friend. As a, I was a very good listening friend. Yeah, but I don't think that I was a good talking friend. Yeah. Like I didn't. I don't feel I shared some of the challenges or the perspectives that I had. I would find other outlets to do it. So I used to blog a lot or write poems or find other ways of getting it out. But as a friend, um, I don't think I was very good at... um, Kind of the action side of it? No, actions actions were fine. It was just, it was sort of, I guess, if you think about the the five love languages, for example... I'm an acts of service person. Yeah. So that defined my childhood friendships. Yeah. Um, I didn't affirm anybody. I would not, you know, I'm the last person to buy your birthday present yeah. on your birthday. Um, I didn't like hugs. So there was no physical touching going on. Um, acts of service, quality time. Yeah. That's, so you spoke that's, one that's, language, that's basically. Just one, yeah. one language. Yeah. That was and it. you had to learn some some others, I guess, along the way. But yeah, <laughs> it was the one language. So yeah, that's, that's probably the best the best comparison. Is that when I was younger, it was definitely acts of service and quality time. Yes. And then now I'm mm. I'm learning to use the other languages with sort of the friends that I feel I should you know, invest in and, yeah. and and make that extra effort for because they, it's it's wrong. I don't find it comfortable saying they've proved, proven themselves, mm. but it's just the value, I recognize the value of that friendship now. Yeah. And so mm. I want to, you know, I want to make the effort to, to, yeah. to, pres- to preserve it. Yeah. Um, the other thing just, 
was when it, the difference I think was also in terms of discernment. Yeah. So I think as an adult, I'm much more discerning in who I choose to spend time with. Yes. Whereas yeah. younger, um, I think I was just like, hey, you want to hang out? Sure, why not? Yeah, regardless. And not really thinking about, okay, is this, a, is this a good person to spend time with and share yeah. energy with and yeah. things like that. So I think discern- discernment has come with yeah. with time and with a greater appreciation of purpose. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of um, comparing the two, for me, um, mm. I remember childhood friendships being... Um, very lively and vibrant and full of juvenility, um, which was fun, but not always. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with adult friendships um, comes a certain sophistication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we become better at articulating, expressing ourselves and our thoughts um, mm-hmm. and how we feel. And we also become better at being more empathetic and more compassionate. Yeah. So, um on that basis, I'd say I certainly feel I benefit more from adult relationships than childhood ones. But um, but I do appreciate the sort of liveliness and vibrancy of childhood friendships. Yeah. But the sophistication that comes with adult um, friendships. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question. Um, so being the true intercontinental chick that you are, <laughs> how do you keep long distance friendships thriving? Um, so actually my move, my move here really redefined oh, Yeah, and friendships. actually where are you based? Because we, we are talking and this is great that we're able <laughs> to do this, but we're like thousands of miles apart. So where, where are you, yeah. where are you right now? I'm, I'm in Senegal right okay. now. Yeah, I should have um, addressed that at the beginning. No worries. And I used, <laughs> I used to live in London. Yeah. So well, moved, that's where we met, by the way. We met, yeah, we met in Senegal. We met in Senegal. Yeah. But I moved from London um, and I've been here over a decade now. Yeah. It's quite scary yeah. um, how quickly time has flown by. Yeah. But when I moved, um, before I left London, I had a lot of friends. Hmm. And for me, I almost put them on the same kind of level. Mm-hmm. So I'd say my sister friends were maybe a little bit, a little bit, higher in terms of priorities in my life in comparison to kind of friends stroke acquaintances along the along that spectrum and when I moved here um it really gave me the chance to evaluate okay who are these true friends yeah so Um, once you did that move you mean once you yeah because then you're then you're away from everything you're away from the noise you're away from the the, the chatter and you can really take a step back and say okay who is actually you know I'm thousands of miles away who is actually going to still care what's yeah. going on in my day yeah um and so you know the the cream in terms of the friendship if you think of it as the cream rising to the top the yeah. you know the cream rose mm-hmm. and I was able to be like okay these are the people that no matter what the situation is, how difficult or whatever, um, I can I know that I don't have to talk to them every day, but they are my sister friend category. Yeah. And then you have another category that they still care, but it's just difficult to kind of maintain. There's so much going on in everybody's life. Mm. It's quite difficult to try to maintain these friendships. It's not from, from the distance. It's not ill meant. Yeah. yeah. It's not ill ill meant. It's just life sometimes takes over. Yeah. And you know, when you catch up, you catch up. And it sometimes it feels like it was just yesterday. And other times it's awkward because mm. you're like, okay, we, you know, we connected over work, for example, but now we're not working in the same place anymore. So we we suddenly realize that we actually don't have much else in common, common apart yeah. from that memory or that shared experience mm-hmm. and so it becomes quite awkward but then with others it's it, like I said it's even if you know you have you have other things that hold you together as friends yeah so for me it's really been how do you how do you react to somebody not being as accessible do you mm-hmm. make the extra effort 
to find out how they're doing um, or make the extra effort to check in on them, etc. And also, you know, going back to maybe the love languages thing, I'm a thousand miles away. I can't do acts of service anymore. Yeah. So what is our friendship now based on? It has to be based on some sort of other language. It could be gifts. It could be words of affirmation. It could be, mm. you know, some of the quality other things. Quality time. Quality time. Yeah. But you, you, have to, you have to make that extra effort. And then as you go into your, you know, I got here just as I was getting into my 30s. And I feel like just when people get into their 30s, you know, it's a different phase of life. Yeah. And... Kids start popping up. It's a whole new chapter. You don't have time for anything, (laughs) really. (laughs) So it's really, literally, the only the friends that you know that you you have the energy, the emotional bandwidth for. Yeah. Now this doesn't go to say that I lost a lot of my other friends. Mm. It's just that um, I I know what our friendship is yeah so I don't I don't put higher expectations on that friendship Mm. I don't get upset if they forget my birthday I mean I don't get upset if anybody forgets my birthday because I usually forget everybody's birthday (laughs) but it's just I'm not as sensitive to them than I Mm. am to maybe some of my other friends like if if they didn't call if my one of my sister friends didn't call me on my birthday I'm using the birthday example, which is a really terrible example because I constantly forget people's birthdays. Oh, it's a good one. But it's just just to, you know, underline the point. If they forgot, I might feel some kind of way. But if some of my other friends forgot, I'll be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think you're always constantly managing your expectations then when you're that far away? I think you have to, um, but I think you also have to in friendships in general. In general anyway. Because I think we we sometimes we put a lot of expectations on our friends Mm. to be more than more than human almost. Yeah. We're like, oh, you didn't do this, 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 and this. So Mm. I'm going to get upset at you. But really, it's not that they didn't do it, it's that you had an expectation. Yeah. That you A didn't communicate and B probably didn't even realize that that's what you wanted until you didn't see it manifest itself. Yeah. And then you're upset at the person for no reason. Yeah. Well, we usually kind of, well, we don't consult people whether they're (laughs) our friends or not when we have an expectation. Sometimes we just. Which is fine. Those expectations. Yeah, <laughs> then, but we then, don't say, hey, by the way, I have this expectation of you. We just, yeah. we don't consult, do we? In a funny no. way. <laughs> and then you, you know, you end up getting upset yeah. um, at the person for yeah. something that if you had communicated, if, if at best, if you had communicated it, they could have said to you, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't do it. So yeah. um, I think it's, I think, yeah, that's one of the other things that I've learned really is to try to manage my expectations of my friends. Mm. Um, Because I also think that's where a lot of conflict in friendships arises, is that we have an expectation of a friend. They don't live up to the expectation. We get upset and say, can you imagine she did this, she did that. Meanwhile, (laughs) she didn't do or he didn't do. Meanwhile, it's really just... um, you're, play, you're putting something on them that wasn't theirs to begin with. Yeah. And it's not fair, really, yeah, if you think no, about it. It's, no, not, a, it's not a No. I mean, it's not, not, a fair thing. it's not like friendship is a is a debt, you know, that you've got to yeah. pay all the time. It's it's not, you know, it's... You, it's we don't, not. We kind of, I like the, the saying of, um, you know, the kind of biblical saying of you owe nothing but love. And I think that applies yeah. to friendships as well. So would you say you're would you say you're able to be like um so sort of given the distance factor, do you feel you're able to be there for your long distance friends equally as much as you are there for your nearby friends when they're in need? I like I probably say I'm better with my long distance friends. Oh, okay. Because I'm just at this so the last couple of or the last few years of my life have been busy 
So even with short distance friends, it's been tricky trying to meet up. It's like, you're like, oh, let's meet up next week. And then next week is like, oh, this has happened. Okay, let's try the week after that. This has happened. Okay, let's try the week after that. So short distance friends, I find it harder to catch up because you feel that, yeah, because you feel that you're in the same place. And you should see each other face to face. Yeah. Whereas with long distance friends, you've accepted that you're not going to see each other. Yeah. So yeah. you just go with whatever is available yes, and you make yeah. it work. Yeah, no, but I relate short, to that. Yeah. yeah, with short distance friends, it's harder. Yeah. So I remember when even when you were here, like there were periods where it would oh, be goodness. really hard yeah. to just meet up and have and a cup of coffee. And you lived like 15 minute drive yeah. away? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, you know, I can catch up with my friends halfway across the world a lot easier yeah. than I can catch up with people who are close. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break um, and join us back in part two. What's the friend? Okay, welcome back. Um, I'm still here with Giorgio. Giorgio, are you still here? Yes, I am. Lovely. <laughs> so we're going to move into a more sort of topic-related convo or chat or discussion. Um, and um, for this episode, we are going to explore the importance of having friends from different cultures. Mm. So, um, so we're going to delve right into the conversation with a question, which is how important do you think it is to have friends from different cultures? I think it's super important. Mm. Um, so I grew up in a in an intercultural home. Yes. And I then went to an international school. And then I went to an international boarding school. <laughs> and then I went into a university that was very homogenous. It was very English. Um, and needless to say, my friends in from the university were always, the only international people <laughs> in the place. So yeah. I've learned so much from interacting with different cultures, mm-hmm. and I think it brings such a such a, a new dimension to the way in which you see the world. Yeah, absolutely. And you can you it's so much it's so much easier for me to see someone's another person's perspective yeah just because um i've just had so much interaction with people who are different to me yeah um to the point where it's it's quite um it's weird to meet somebody who is similar so Mm -hmm. maybe it's just i've had to do intercultural friendships by default just because there hasn't really been somebody else similar yeah. outside of my family in terms yes. of um in terms of friendships and but also when you're when you're when you're forced to be in a space away from home from a young age you do you you have two options you can either decide to stick with everybody that you know yeah so you end up having just friends from back home and then you sit in that kind of community and you don't really engage with anybody else. Um, or you go the other way where you embrace you embrace anything and everything that comes along, including people from back home. Yeah. Um, and I think it just, it gives you a, a completely different perspective. Mm. And the most important, I think, for me is that it gives you access to such a diverse range of food. Oh, my goodness. Like, I, I was going to say that, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, you can go Chinese. It all comes down to the food, really, isn't it? Forget everything else. You know, good (laughs) English rolls, (laughs) a good rice and peas, a good, you know, your machopa. Like, you know, you can, you literally can travel around the world. Yeah. Just through these friendships. And And you know what I love about that? What I love in terms of food, so I didn't mean to Mm. interrupt you, but what I absolutely love about that is, is, is the accessibility of tasting and sampling authentic home cooked mm-hmm. version of, of of a dish from a particular part of the world? So not a sort yep. of not a version that's adapted for commercial purposes, but yep. home cooked. 
authentic, <laughs> authentically home cooked sort of dish. I, that, I, yep. that is my favorite thing ever, really. And I think, mm. and I think we used to have these. Um, we, we used to call them com chops, where <laughs> um, it's it's kind of it's the Nigerian name for a potluck. Basically, yes, it's not really. Yeah. Uh, so originally, I was going to ask, is that a sort of pot, potluck? Sort yeah, of? it's originally. It's not really. It's not supposed to be a potluck mm. um, because you're not sort of culturally you don't invite people to your home and then ask them to bring food yes. but given that <laughs> we we uh, we wanted to um adapt it to our reality you know we would invite people over and people would offer to bring food like do you didn't need to bring anything because obviously they're not all they're not all from the same context so for them if they're coming to your house they're bringing something with them and so you get to taste, you know, you, you you arrive and then there's a full table of food from all of these different parts yeah. of the world that you get to sample. And I think the other thing being, in, uh, one of the things I appreciated the most about being in London is actually having all of that options yeah. of food. <laughs> just isn't because nice. there's all of these cultures that are in the same place and this is melting pot, you know, you can go from Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> My you mouth can is go watering. For I mean, you can go for Brazilian. You yeah. can go for Russian. Like you can yeah. eat your way through the entire planet <laughs> in one city, and you can you have the option of having it in your home. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it was for me. It's 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 so insightful to be able to yeah. talk to people. From, a, from different parts of the world and to just understand their perspective. Yeah. Um, and just appreciate the differences and learn, you learn, you learn so much and you can, you know, you can pick up the good habits and you can drop the things that don't really work for you. Yeah. Um, and you evolve so much quicker. Yeah. So I think it's, for me, intercultural, intercultural friendships are are not just delightful, but they're also like, they're just pragmatic. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I find it, yeah. They're just useful. They're really useful. Yeah, to have. absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I, mean, I, I, I grew up in a, um, a multicultural community and it was such a mm. melting pot of a community. And so, yeah, I think, you know, the, the diversity and variety that, that comes with that was so enriching and really, mm. you know, gave me such an enriching childhood experience. And I think that I, because of that, I, I naturally gravitate towards people from different cultures subconsciously, mm -hmm. probably without even realizing it mm -hmm. as well. And I, I love what you said there. And, you know, on the strength of that, I, I'd say one thing that I also like um, or I love about having friends from different cultures aside what you've just said is is um it's just the fact that people coming from you know a different culture may have um challenges like life challenges mm -hmm. and life problems that are different mm -hmm. to what I might encounter in my life mm -hmm. and so um problem solving that and troubleshooting that with them through mm -hmm. the friendship just is so insightful isn't it you know yeah I, I quite like that. It's like you know. Mm -hmm. I just think it just makes you a well-rounded individual if you, if you, if you're, if you have that sort of insight and yeah. um, you know you don't you you kind of are forced to think about things or um, yeah. that you you wouldn't normally think about. Um, mm -hmm. It brings out another sort of layer uh, to your sort of thinking and understanding. Yeah. Um, that uh, sometimes you never kind of realize was in you. <laughs> um, exactly. It's just what they—it's just what it brings out of you at times. I think. I think exactly. that's great. And I just love. And I, I think. Love, um, no, go on. So, no, I was also going to say. Um, there's also this aspect of being in being away from home, hmm. and being in an environment where most of the people around you are also away from home. Yes. So you 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 build friendships with people that if you were in a different context, you might never have been friends. Yes, yeah. But because you're, so I think to some of my boarding school friends, for example, because you're all there stuck there in this, in, you know, this mini prison, um, <laughs> in the in the nicest in the nicest possible way, yeah. it, it, it's still a mini prison, um, but 
you te- you get to find out and discover so many different things and you get to acquire these friendships from people from a- across the world yeah that's that that sustain they they stand the test of time i've got a friend who i mean I went from boarding school to a university campus that was very similar to boarding school as well. Yeah. Um, and I have a friend who, you know, she came all the way to Senegal from Hong Kong mm-hmm. that I made, I made yeah. it that time. Yeah. And we've been, you know, we've been good friends since then. We haven't talked every day or that kind of thing, but when we do sit down and talk, it's, you know, really meaningful. Like what's going on in your life? Like yeah. what, what are your challenges? How's, you know, how are your parents doing, you know, because you've had those deep, profound conversations. And then you can have this analysis of, okay, so how would you do it in your country? Or what does this mean? Or, you know, and then if they explain it, you're like, okay, that's actually quite similar to how things happen where I'm from. And, Mm. but this is how we would react to it. So maybe you can try that. So you're, you're giving, you know, a problem solving perspective from a completely different culture that can be useful. Yeah. for what what they're going through and vice versa. Yeah, I think sometimes, yeah, sometimes it makes for an interesting exchange of political views as well. <laughs> you know, in our, in our thing, we always used to take the mick consistently. Um, and being West Africans, we used to take the mick, especially uh, the East, Eastern Southern Africans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was always, it was always like, ah, you Eastern Southern Africans. Ah. <laughs> And they would all get very sensitive about it. <laughs> we're just like, ah, nah, West, West is best, West is best. It's always, but it was always fun and done, done in good, in good spirits. But um, yeah. I love, yeah, I love those, how- yeah, no, I was gonna say I love I love how you I love how you, you know, having those sorts of friendships and friendships from different cultures, how it enables you to be an observer of um, mm-hmm. different ways that people socially interact as well. Yeah. You know, um, whether that's in the home envir- environment or outside and mm-hmm. and how cus- customs and traditions play a part in how people um socially interact i love i mean me personally i find that fascinating i love being a fly on the wall in that way and observing how (laughs) so i just have how the how friendships those sorts of friendships just really kind of give you that opportunity really to be an observer in that sense yeah and you know i think what a great example of that is you get to go to all these different weddings yeah and that's so just food like, and weddings. You know, I forgot about that. Food and weddings. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, you're all you you all kind of have this shared experience. So let's say there's a group of friends that went to university together, for example, yeah. from, and you're all from different cultures, but you manage to get on, and you have kind of this, you know, the university group. Yeah. And everybody's wedding is different, completely yeah. different. Yeah. Like you have the small, intimate. There's only ten people to the two hundred you know people with a bangra band yeah, to the yeah. 500 people with the nigerian yeah. noise hoo-ha and you also get to yeah. yeah and you also get to travel to all these different places yeah, yeah. um so you get to visit where the person is from and yeah. see see really like a different perspective to them that you never knew before as well so yeah. you're constantly discovering these other facets of them yeah that which is different from a friend who perhaps comes from the same cultural background because you really, you know, you know it already. Yeah. So you're really, for them, it's like there's tiny differences, there's nuances and things, but yeah. when it's friends from different cultures, you're really getting to see like a completely different perspective or way yeah. of life. And yeah. uh, good yeah. travel, free, free holiday, free, free Free accommodation, at least, yeah. you know, there's always a couch somewhere yeah. that yeah, you can absolutely. you can crash on. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. So we're going to play a game. <laughs> I have a game mm. for you, maybe I should say, as a, rather than we are going to play the game. I have a game for you, just to sort of, um, as an extension of this conversation and sort of to wrap up the conversation as well. Okay. And on the subject of food, this is all about food, food, glorious food <laughs> as well. So, 
So, so this game, well, this is this just for a bit of silly fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Really. Um, so I want you to imagine um, um, there are four pots, four pots mm-hmm. um, on a stove, okay, mm-hmm. and and they're all empty, waiting for something to go, sort of they're ready and waiting for something to go inside of them. And um, each pot represents a continent, Okay. okay, so they're all cooking pots, by the way. Um, and the continents are Africa, Europe, North America, and Asia. And I okay. chose those continents just for the purpose of this game. But I also know that you have friendship experiences with mm-hmm. people from at least those continents. Mm-hmm. Um, so the name of the game is this. I'm going to read a list of ingredients. Um, mm. And you have got to decide... Um, which pot that they are going to go into will be tossed into and just remembering Mm -hmm. that each pot represents a continent and -hmm. once you've decided which pot those ingredients are going into you Mm -hmm. um, also have to name the dish okay all right okay all understood I think so. You ready? No. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go with the first one. Dish okay. one. Okay. First dish. Mm. Okay. And I've made this extremely easy for you. So you've got to get mm. this one just to sort of get you warmed up. Okay. Um, extremely easy. Okay. I hope. <laughs> That'll be so, the one I mess up. <laughs> okay. Here are your ingredients. Here are your ingredients. Vegetable oil. Mm-hmm. Onions. Mm-hmm. Chopped tin tomatoes, mm-hmm. tomato puree, mm-hmm. white grouper fish, mm-hmm. rice, mm-hmm. Okay. and for seasoning, salt, black mm-hmm. pepper, chilies, maggi cubes, parsley, <laughs> garlic, <laughs> so, and garlic blended together. <laughs> so, which that- pot? Which pot are you going to throw? I think these ingredients that might into? be. I think that might be the African pot. The African pot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And can you name the dish? So you're it right. Could, by the way, it is. It, it is the African be, pot. It could be a number of dishes. A very. This is a very controversial dish. And they're all going into one pot, so that might be a yeah. giveaway. <laughs> That's the giveaway. It's, it's a very controversial gift. Uh, pots even because everybody likes to claim it as their own <laughs> but we all know we all know come on. we all know that it is the senegalese dish of chebujin chebujin you got it right yeah <laughs> aka benachin Ghana jollof rice in Ghana, yes. aka Nigeria yeah. jollof rice in Nigeria. There are variations, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, you are right, Chebuche. You know, ours is best. <laughs> well, we would say that, but I must say, yeah, it's the nothing beats chebujen and cheb meaning rice and gen meaning fish. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there you go, and it happens to be the national dish of Senegal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, fantastic. Just consisting of fish and rice. Lovely. Yeah. All right, next dish. You ready for this mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. Now, I started with an easy one just to get you warmed up, but this one I'm going to warn you is a bit of a trick one. Okay. Okay. So you've got to just kind of pay pay a bit more attention to this one. It might might require a bit more thought and consideration. Okay. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So again, vegetable oil, mm-hmm. butter, mm-hmm. onions. Skinless and boneless chicken breasts, mm-hmm. chopped tin tomatoes, tomato mm-hmm. puree, mm-hmm. double cream, natural yogurt, and for seasoning, ginger, cloves of garlic, ground cumin, coriander, turmeric, garam masala, and cardamom mm. seeds blended in a paste. And lastly, fresh coriander leaves to serve. So first of all, can you identify which pot these ingredients are going into? It's definitely the Asian pot. Um, I don't know which of the curries it is. It's definitely a curry. I'm not very good with my curry names. So um, maybe... I want to say butter chicken, maybe. I can never get the names right. Um, like garam masala, he said. Mm-hmm. 
No, Amy, the problem is... Uh, <laughs> I said, this I don't is a trick to, one. This I don't have to know one. the name of the dish. I just have to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's a curry. I just don't know what the name of the curry is. Well, um, shall I put you out of your misery? Yes, please. Well, you're right. It is a curry. Yeah. It is a curry. But you've put it in the wrong pot, actually. This is a trick one. What do Europeans and North Americans know about garam masala? It is, it is a curry and it's gone into the wrong pot. Why is so, it not? So, okay, so but originally it's Asian. Why are you trying to? Why are you trying to? Do you know why? Say, okay, culturally so this is a appropriate no, the curry. No, I'm not. No, this is this is fact. Okay, so oh, this, this, is, this okay. I know why. This, yeah, yeah, you I know, know why? why this is a trick question because you know why? it's not. It's a it's a curry adapted in in the UK to British taste. They don't actually serve it in Asia in that form. They only yeah, do it in the UK. Um, right. But so, I can't remember so what's, the name what of the curry. Well, you are right. It's the, a European the, pot. So the, 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 yeah, the, the, the ingredients will go into the European pot. And the curry, you're right, is chicken tikka masala. Yes. Because that's a national dish of the UK. I was it about tops, to say it tops, that, but I was like... Do you know what it was? I was mixing tikka with tandoori. Yeah, so in my head, yeah, I was what. thinking, but she didn't say, you know, tandoori. tandoori so spices it can't, be, it can't yeah. be a tandoori masala. And I was thinking, tandoori masala doesn't make sense. But that's what it... But, you know, Anyways. chicken tikka masala tops uh, shepherd's pie, um, yeah. roast beef, beef wellington. So You're right. You know, I should have gotten that one. I know. Well, curry is kind of became popular in the UK so around the 60s and 70s so so that was a trick one I did that was a trick one yeah you did (laughs) I should have gotten that one right you can see my competitive spirit is just like how could I have gotten that wrong Uh, but you you identified it was a curry so that was good that was good um Okay, so the last dish I have mm-hmm. for you. Okay, now this one you may not be familiar with, but it's okay. We're going to throw one in. You might not know, and um, mm. just taking a good wild guess is a part of the fun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, the ingredients for this particular dish are potatoes mm-hmm. sliced into medium sized strips, mm-hmm. um, beef and chicken stock for the gravy. And cheese mm-hmm. curds. Oh, it's the North American pots. What is it? That, that it is a North American nasty, pot, nasty, nasty, nasty. Sorry, I oh, shouldn't don't say, say that. that. <laughs> it's it's a it's a national delight of Canada. Of, oh, what is it? Wow, you got that. Putin, first time. Putin, Putin. Putin. yeah, Putin, that's it. Yeah, oh, fantastic! I wasn't sure if you were going to get that one. Excellent. I know you have a friend from Canada, so I thought she's she's yeah. going to get that one. It sounds like such a concoction, but it's made up of everything I would eat, which is fries or chips, gravy, and I've not tried cheese curds before. So it just it's made up of everything that I would try, but it does sound like a bit of a concoction to me. But it's it's really popular out there. But I, it's a concoction, but I think it's one I wouldn't mind trying. Um, I like the sound of chips and gravy for some reason. <laughs> how do I how do I put this? It just doesn't for me. It just does, like the cheese that last cheese curd on the end. It's just yeah. like, mm. and I don't know. I don't like soggy chips. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And so the chips and the gravy. It's already like mm, that's gonna it's gonna well, sound have, like soggy chips. But would you have um, gravy over roast potatoes? Yeah, but that's different. Because you're roasting the potatoes, it's a bit softer. It's the fluffy inside, you know. Yeah. But chips, you know, I like my chips. I like my chips not soggy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like mushy chips, <laughs> so I think that's why the idea of chips and gravy just doesn't doesn't sink well with yeah. me. It just goes to show. I love food. I just don't waste time trying to find out the name of. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, you, you like, guessed that one yeah. correctly. You did, yeah, you did, you did well with that one. So well yeah. done. Yeah, um, well done. Yeah, well I should have gotten that other one right. 
Yeah, well, never mind. I think you you were on the right track with that one. <laughs> but mm. it was a trick one. So I I did I did mean to throw you by adding the Asia part mm. in there, even though nothing quite went in that part. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want you to guess the last one so easily. That's why uh. three parts. <laughs> um, okay. Well. Um, so just to wrap up, um, could you share, you know, given where you are and where you're based at the moment and your location, um, can you share a friendship proverb from Senegal? Oh, yes. One, one friendship proverb that you can share from Senegal. So one is, um, which means, um, People are the medicine of people. I think that's the best way to explain it, which is um, when you need healing, you go to another person or comfort or joy. Um, And the word garap is medicine, but it also means um, a tree. Yeah. And the tree within our culture is, uh, it's, it's, it's somewhere that some, somewhere that provides you shade. Yeah. It's a meeting point for the community. Yeah. It's you know the place where you hang out with your friends under the under the shade of the tree. Yeah. So it's got it's got a, a lot of different layers to it. But yeah. the essence is that there is there is healing yeah. in people, and people are healed by people. By people. Um, Oh, I love that. So it's almost like it's quite similar to you know laughter. Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and you yeah. get that laughter from people. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I love that. I love that as a proverb. That's that's mm-hmm. great. Wow, it's quite self-explanatory, really. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I love that because I <laughs> I spent time living in Senegal as well, and that's where we met. And yeah, and I just um I could just keep picture I picture us sort of in um some of our favorite hangout spots. Yeah. Um, chatting away and bantering away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> over in our usual manner um <laughs> over over a tea glacé and yeah. um, cheesecake or ice cream mm-hmm. and some of our favorite hangouts hangout spots overlooking the ocean or yep. the Atlantic in in some cases and just having the, the ocean breeze and yeah and silhouette of uh, palm trees <laughs> casting you know. a shadow over over uh. over the, the table yeah. Um, and yeah, and you you introduced me to the the pockets of chill or the pockets of sanity mm-hmm. out there, and um, that was a real game changer for me when I met you. And and you uh, sort of introduced me to some of your hangout spots. And in those moments, we were just kind of lost in conversation. We could have easily been in London in a cafe. Yeah. We could have been anywhere <laughs> in the world. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I just love that. I love the so. Thanks for those pockets of chill, the pockets of sanity that you introduced into thank my life out there. <laughs> thank you for hanging out with me and being being my automatic big sister. Yeah, it's just like default. Yeah. It's just like oh yes, I have a big sister yeah. here. Yay! Good. There was just so much. There was, was so, so many things that felt familiar. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think my one of my favorite memories is when we were I don't know if you remember this, but we were sitting in Park Han oh, and then we I both burst into we burst into Lordy Dordy by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Flawlessly, I might add, because oh, we were flying like hilarious. that. It was <laughs> but I just remember your daughter just watching us like she thought, I, I even thought to myself, where did that rap come from? We just burst into into this verse. And I thought, how on earth did I still remember that? It was about 20 years I hadn't listened to that album. Yeah. And we just burst into this verse. I and thought, how point, did I, where did that come from? And she was just sitting there like, okay, you guys had a life at some point before. before we were crying. We I remember we were actually laughter. crying with laughter, like crying. <laughs> I couldn't believe it I thought I'm here it was so surreal I'm here in this park in this part of the world that you know so far away so far away from that that life from the source of where that culture you know the culture is behind hip-hop and and Mm -hmm. um and it was just so surreal I'm here sitting in front of somebody (laughs) who's able to drop this verse with me I remember my daughter was like, what? How? She just was so confused. She couldn't quite 
figure out what was going on. And was like, you guys can rap? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's just those shared experiences. You yeah. know, so many shared experiences before we actually met. And exactly. Yeah, I think that was quite, that was really special. That was cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And I miss you dearly. So yeah, you guys need to, you need to I move back. I know. I miss oh, you too. My, I think about. Oh my short, my short distance friends becoming long distance friends. I know. But that's, it's really, it's kind of, I mean, that's what happens in the intercultural community yeah. or expat community is that's so transient. Yeah. So yeah. people just come and go all the time. And um, I think that's, yeah. I, I think that's why I'm, Maybe I, I'm, as you said, I, I compartmentalize these things just yeah. because it's, it makes it easier to deal with the yeah. friendships that move and being in transition spaces and you're constantly changing. Um, you're moving around. So yeah. your friends, your friends change. You're not yeah. fully ever settled. So yeah. you do have to take your friendships as and when they come. Yeah, I make the most of them. Yeah, in yeah. that time yeah. for that season. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it was lovely catching up with you. You too. Thank you for being on What's the Friend 1 1. <laughs> Thank <laughs> for you for giving us the Friend 1 1 on uh, <laughs> and all things friendships uh, from your experience. Uh, it's great. So, yeah, much love. And uh, I'm going to sign off. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. Join us again for another episode of What's the Friend 1-1. What's the Friend 1-1 is a Thirsty Worker production. Produced by Amy Fall. Music by Amy Fall and Simon Sleeth. What's the Friend 1-1?